Welcome to the Contagious Victories podcast. Each week, we talk inspiration, explore possibilities, and share insights from creative perspectives. I'm Tori Blackman, and I'm here to remind you that your purpose in life is to celebrate the victories, because victories are contagious. This week's episode of Contagious Victories is brought to you by Cacti Palm Productions. On the Gulf Coast and want awesome media photography or drone photos, hit up cactipalm.com. Welcome back to Contagious Victories, Episode 4. This week is an incredibly special week because we are featuring the first guest. Today on the show, I have a very good friend who I've known since college the talented Blake Waters. Blake and I met at the University of South Alabama and both received fine arts degrees. We've been in a handful of shows over the years, but more importantly, we've had fantastic conversations. Having you listen in on one is going to feel like we're all old friends. I'm really excited to welcome him to the show. But before we have him on, I want to give a shout out to a very special Contagious Victories community member. Today's victory story is from Tisa who also happens to be my partner in crime, Dylan's mom. Here is the heartfelt story that she shared. The act of kindness question has truly made me consider lifelong experiences. The kindness I experienced from a child made a lasting imprint on my heart. One morning, after many months of caring for a very special person in my life, I broke down privately and alone in an elevator at MD Anderson. God placed a very young toddler dragging a chemotherapy tree into the elevator with me as it stopped on floor seven. As this very precious and vulnerable child stepped into the elevator with me sobbing, he said, what's the matter? It's okay. My problems immediately went to so small into comparison to this child's suffering. His kind gesture of worry for me, changed me forever. No matter how much you think you are suffering, others are burdened with so much more. I never saw this young man again, but still know he is with me always. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Tisa. Children, they have such a way of effortlessly loving and caring for everyone that they meet. And sometimes, without even knowing them or having any context of what they are going through, they can be so kind to strangers. I'm going to remember that inspiring story, and I'm going to try to make a better effort to model all of my interactions with strangers after this child. You know, there are a couple other stories shared on Facebook in the Contagious Victories group, so if you need a little pick-me-up, reading those other stories will surely do it for you. Maybe you've been thinking of sharing something inspiring that has happened to you. Well, I'm here to tell you that the world deserves to hear it. Go share it with us in the community. We're all eager to hear your story and to support you with maybe a story of our own. That's the very special part of the Contagious Victories community, and we'd love to welcome you in there. Go share your story. The world deserves to hear it. And spreading a little bit of love is all that it takes to get your very own shout out on the Contagious Victories podcast. I believe one of the best ways to radiate positivity is to take extra good care of our spiritual selves. Many people even refer to it as spiritual hygiene. I call it my real and fulfilled routine. You may remember it from episode three. 
A part of my real and fulfilled routine is a daily mantra. Let's begin today's with a big, deep breath. And then on the exhale, let's do a lion's breath and let out a big ah sound with our mouth hanging open. Ah. Whew, that always refreshes me. <laughs> now close your eyes. And if it resonates with you, you can repeat after me. My friendships and relationships become stronger, deeper, and more stable each day. God supports me. My meaningful dreams manifest into reality before my eyes. spiritual being who is at peace with my journey. I am attracted to positivity and love because I radiate grace, love, and goodness. Hope is instilled within me. My heart is powerful and strong. My life is blessed with delightful, encouraging friends and family. I am loved and I am lovable. I acknowledge my own self-worth. My creative spirit shines for good. After we take one more breath, we can open our eyes if they've been closed and we can bring ourselves back into the space that we occupy. If you want, you can shake out your wrists or wiggle your body. <laughs> How are you feeling? I enjoy providing mantras to our community so that we can all save space for ourselves and also that we can all grow together. If you like doing affirmations together, then a way you can support the show is by downloading some of the audio files I have listed in my shop on my website, toriblackman.com. Go there if you want to find out more. So now, without further ado, let's start talking with Blake Waters about his creative journey as a theater artist. If you are just now tuning in, I've got Blake Waters here. He is my hey. friend, my forever friend. Yes. You want to give like a little introduction of yourself just to kind of... Yeah, sure. Um, well, what do you want to know? Well, okay, state, I guess, your name, where you're from, and what is your background in, um, in life? Gotcha, <laughs> yeah, starting from the beginning. Um, just kidding. Um, <laughs> So yeah, my name's Blake Waters. Um, me and Tori go back a while. College. Since college, yeah. yeah. We both went to um, South together. Um, theater, actors. Yeah. We auditioned together that we were paired we did. up as dance partners. What show was that? Um, I Love You, You're Perfect, I think. Oh, and you got the role and I did not, but it was okay because <laughs> it was a good yes, show. Yes, yes. That was so long ago. But yeah, so after college, you know, there there are 
there are people like you don't keep in touch with, not because you know you're not friends, but you know people you drift. Um, and not, you have always been somebody that like we always like like we met a year ago. We're meeting now. We kind of circle back around. Yeah, but I think our spirits are like entangled. Like we're just really good friends. Can somebody I can yes. Yeah. Always, always can like count on you. Um, Sibling souls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so after graduation, I went to pursue acting, fulfill my inner artist, but like something in me was like, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing right now. Um, so I kind of wandered maybe a little bit. Um, like you do. Everyone yeah. does, I feel yeah. like. Even, yeah. And every, I'm still like on a journey, so like I know nothing, but I'm learning. Um, well, we were just talking about how, like, teachers that we've had, that we've reconnected with, have even gone to say, like, oh, I got this job, and, like, you, you move around, you kind of, you Yeah, know, it's crazy. Um, you, you're always constantly a student, even when you're not a student in, in school, I feel like. Yes. Uh, and so right now I'm just trying, like, it's talking about, like, creativity, like, finding, like, like, what is my creative spirit and, like, who am I? Um, so I did, like, a bunch of, like, sales jobs. Um, I wasn't really happy. Um, I recently lost my job, so now I'm like on a journey, and I'm able to like reconnect with you and like yeah. people. And like, it's it's crazy how like the universe like tells you these things or puts people in your lives. Like, I never thought like months ago like we'd be sitting here talking. You I know. know. This and, is... and we it was a journey getting to literally this moment today. Like, oh, I know. finding the space. Uh, Blake and I met at a coffee shop earlier, and. We, it was really busy in there, so we were like, we need to find another space. So we're at the library, but I typed in the, the address wrong, so we went on a little walk down the street and realized yes, we were in the wrong direction. Yes, a three-minute walk became a 20-minute walk. <laughs> and then we found the library, and we got inside, and it was like we had to go to the kids' department of the library to find a room, and she led us all the way back, and now here we are in the very, like, it's always a journey, yes. always. And it's, like you were saying, the universe kind of just pushes you along to where you're supposed to go, you know? Yeah, and that's what I'm finding. It's like, for so long, like, I resisted that. I was like, no, my like, life is planned out ahead of me. I have to know what steps I'm taking. And because, you know, in youth, like, you go to school. You yeah. have your classes laid out for you. Um, the next year, you're going to advance to the next grade. There's a syllabus. There's, There's a syllabus. Always... Um, and then, you know, after, you know, fifth grade, you go to middle school, then high school. And then um, if college is your job, you go there. You pick a field of study based on your what? interest. I don't yeah, know, your I interest. you hope. I mean, I know. Um, I picked theater because, like, that's what I knew I wanted to do. That's so funny. So, tell me about that. I'm really am curious because I don't think we've ever talked about. Like, I knew you did theater in high school and that you were really involved, and you were. I know of you as a lead in certain areas when you were in high school because people who saw we were friends later in college college would always talk so highly of you. They were like, oh, yeah, like he, didn't you like play Jesus? And I did. Play, it was a production know? of Gospel in high That's school. That's awesome. I played Jesus Christ, so, Lord and Savior. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so a lot of people, like, who do theater, like, grew up doing theater. Yeah. I was not one of those people, mm, which is strange. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't really grow up, like, singing or acting. Um, it's actually funny, though. I have this, like, vivid memory of me in fifth grade. Um the guidance counselor like had gone around to all the classrooms and was like um asked everybody in the class like what did you want to be when you grew up yeah you know one of those questions and people were like I want to be a firefighter I want to um cut hair <laughs> why fifth graders like want to do these things I don't know construction Astro worker yeah. astronaut you know I want to be a custodian I don't know <laughs> but I remember I said I want to be on Broadway 
I had no clue what that was wow. or where I had heard that like term. You just threw That's it That's just what there. I said. Yeah. Um, and I remember the guy was like, I know, we yeah. talked about intuition earlier. Um, it was just something like, I was like, I'm going to be on Broadway. Um, and then I think the next year, hmm. High School Musical had come out. And uh, I was like, okay. oh my gosh, like, that's yeah. me. <laughs> so, I know, loved that. Yeah. So it was kind of like this weird thing where it was kind of like, <laughs> if anything is like predetermined, I feel like that was like a moment. I was like, oh, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and then I, in church choir in middle school, started doing stuff like that, singing, and then auditioned for a show in high school. And like, was like, oh, wow, I'm like really good at this. Like, I should keep doing this. And then... And you enjoyed it. It's not, I mean... Like yeah, it and it was, like, suddenly, like, getting, like, lead roles for, like, never doing it before. Like, clearly, like, I, I have talent, you know, that's not... Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you do. But, like, yes, you have to put yourself out there, too, in order for other people to know you have talent. Yeah, so... Yeah, and I feel like so for me, the... it was, like, like, going to college, I was like, well, I've done that, like, you know, all of, like, high school. Like, I've succeeded in this. Right. Like, I would get so bored in, like, high school with, like, math and, like, science. Like, I was just, like... It wasn't that I, like, was bad at it. I just didn't really care. No, I know what you mean. There, There's something so physical about theater. And, I, I, like, I even said last night, I have so much background in, like, understanding body language. And, like, because of my theater degree, I mean, not to say I'm not trying to, like, turn my nose up at anything, but it's the rest of the world who doesn't think about those things, you know? So, like, yeah. I remember at an early age just understanding, like, the verb and the why and all that kind of stuff. And... It seemed so physically, like, intentional that I never, I didn't like math and science because it, it was something that I couldn't grasp, though, and so I didn't understand the purpose. Yeah, and it's so purposeful and intentional in ways that, like, science is very matter-of-fact. Yeah. This is how it is. These are the, the theorems and formulas that, like, nature adheres to, Yeah. which is wonderful, but, like, I was like, well, what if we play with that, you know? Yeah. What if we, like, take that and explore... I mean, especially, like, with English, like, setting poetry and, like, mm. all of that. Like, I love that. I love talking about, like, let's talk about our feelings or let's talk about, like, why this character did that. And I think being, like, on stage and, like, um, absorbing a character and, like, fulfilling that story, mm-hmm. uh, just, like, sharing that story, it was, it was more than just, like, storytelling. That's right. like, reading something to you. It was experiencing it. Yes. And I feel like I've always been drawn to, like, exploring the the emotion and, like, that person living a life, you know? And mm-hmm. that's what's always drawn to me. Um, and just, like, the storytelling arc. Um, and I think that's something like you also and actors, like, yeah. we've done shows together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're yes. Dops that have each Lots other. of, actually. One of the things I love about theater is because it takes up so much of your time for a shorter period of time, and then as soon as it's over, it's like, that's done. Like, the final curtain comes down, and you suddenly shift gears, and then that point of time becomes, like, a reference point in your life. There's so many that I like that stand out so adamantly to me and then there's others that I'm like oh my god I forgot Blake and I were Touchstone and Audrey and As You Like It and like Mm -hmm. that was a not like a small role because there are no small roles but like it was a very specific role like we we were the comedic relief I feel like yeah not only that but that was we played a couple now and and in All My Sons asked me the characters names I couldn't tell you Uh, Lydia Luby and George and Lydia maybe no because I remember we had a moment where I would walk in and we would have this moment. Where That's it was right. Like, we were like old lovers, but now you're like married with children. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. I loved that show. But isn't it crazy though? Like we've led like different lives. Yeah. That's my favorite thing about acting. Um, and time travel. Like, like yeah. that was a like we've done the '60s. We've gone to the '40s together because or the '30s with all my sons. We've gone back 
like to a magical forest. The with, Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing War. about theater is like it's so transportive, and like the thing I miss about acting is like yeah, well, like, you only have, like, so many lines, you're only on stage for this, like, amount of time, like, you only share so much with the audience. Yeah. As a performer, you're there for the whole arc of the character. I mean, if it's done well, like, you tell, you fully flesh out a character, and it's alive. It's something that only exists in that moment. Um, I mean, you can only paint a description of, like, an emotional, like, response to something. Yes. Like, a facial expression or how somebody reacts to something on stage. So it's, it's really... It's a really, and it's like you said, it's a fleeting moment. Mm. Like the moment, the moment's gone the moment it happens, you yeah. know? So it's like music. that's a beautiful thing is like I'm able to share with an audience and like with uh, Michael Chekhov, mm-hmm. it, I'm like reaching out and like healing the audience with this bigger, something bigger than me. Yes. Whether that's like God or a higher power or... An all-knowing truth. Like it yeah. seems like this, like you were saying, you can only share a certain amount of the character with the audience, but if it's a living, breathing thing, if it's done right, then the truth of the matter is that that character was born, it has parents, it has a background, it has a story, it has a future, there's going to be more of it after the play ends, you know, and um, and when you open up yourself and your soul, then you're tapping into that all truth that I feel like people go to the theater for. Yeah, and I think and the same not, thing is like, in like film too, I mean film's different because you know you an actor has a performance and then an editor takes that and yeah uh, i don't want to say like manipulate in like a negative connotation but it can shape the story in a different way just change what's being told um but i i think that just like that art is so impactful i mean because we all have those experiences of watching a film or seeing a play where it touches you mm-hmm. and like it, you resonate i mean i can think of like I mean, even, like, friends I've seen on stage where I was, like, literally in tears and, like, having an emotional experience with someone. And, I mean, all they're doing is really, like, you know, saying words and... Yeah, but you... But, it's, but when it's done right, it's done right, you know? And you forget know? that it's them. Like, you might, you know, forget... I mean, you suspend this... I mean, you spend your yeah. disbelief for a moment and just live. In one of the plays that you directed, the one at Chickasaw Theater, and you said that the girl had a moment and one, you knew her character had to have a moment of insecurity. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. So, um, after after college, um, acting kind of, it was like that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. I explored directing because I really love telling the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, I love being able to help other people live through their character and experience that and share the whole story with the audience. And directing is a really powerful way to do that because you're able to not only like shape like performances, but the whole story at large, like set, lights, costumes, all it's that. It's kind of like you're playing with the characters, not like playing with the characters, but like you're piecing the whole puzzle together. And oh yeah, it's very much yeah. like having like little army soldiers that like can yeah. live and talk and breathe and live and love and lose. Um, but yeah, we did a production of Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. I assistant directed with a wonderful woman named Stacey Driscoll. She's um. awesome. Um, but yeah, there was a moment where, um, I couldn't even tell you what the lines were, but it was a moment where the lines were being said um, with intention. Everything was being done right by the book, you know. Um, there were beats, um, but something was like lacking in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and like part of the job as a director is to be the audience and say that moment doesn't really work. Right. Um, so it was just being able to like what I did. I was just you know talk to her and I was like, you hey, this moment notes. is a little off. What if we tried this instead? And she was like. Maybe that doesn't work because you know this happens. I was like, 
oh, you're right. Well, you know, there's a song where you're, somebody talks about your character. Yeah. They say this about you. They say she's, um, I couldn't tell you the words, but right. they say she's whatever the words are. They describe that character, they but it's not. They describe that character. I think the key here is that it's not anything that the character says. It's someone, it's in a completely different scene, not involving the character, but the answer lies, oh, it is in the text. It was in their lines, and yeah. And I was like, you know, they say, I think the words were, um, your insecurity is barely undetectable or something. Okay. Um, and the character is very, like, um, has a very big ego, very, very vain, loves herself. Um, and I was like, <laughs> well, what if we see that for a moment? Yeah. While in this very vulnerable moment. It clearly exists because this other character used their time and energy to talk about that. Yeah, yeah so, like, it's, it's a really, truth in some aspect or respect. Yeah. yeah, and it's diving into that and saying, this is what's said about you. What happens if we see that? And she was like, oh, wow, yes. that, And it completely changed the scene. And you said, I think, that she did something kind of to herself. It wasn't even like she responded to the people she was talking to in the scene, but kind of like you saw it, she saw it in herself. Like I think is the way that I pictured it when you were describing it the first time. Yeah, and sometimes it's not about like how they say it. Because yeah. a lot of times like terms will be like, oh, you need to say it like this, but that doesn't really, that doesn't really change much. But to say, this is what, what if this is how they're feeling? Right. Or asking the right questions. And I think like we need to do that in like our personal lives. I was just ask about to say the, that. Ask yes. the right questions. Yes. Um, and say, well, why am I doing this? Or um, what has gotten me to this point? And that's like, as an actress, like that's one thing like I helped her like discover and she discovered on her own was I didn't even talk to the, her scene partner. Mm-hmm. I said, what if you did this? And what if that changes what they do? And it did. And it did. Oh, that's So it's awesome. wonderful. And it created this really nice moment that before it was kind of just like, I don't know why they're saying that. Right. They're just, yeah. Let's take a quick break to thank our sponsors. It means so much to me to be able to talk to you guys directly and tell you what's on my mind, what I've been researching and thinking about lately. And all of this is super, 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 super um, time-consuming, I guess is the best way to put it. And I wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for all the stuff I already had in motion on my website. Yep, that's right. I've got a website, ToriBlackman.com. If you are curious about me and want to find out more about who this girl is that you're listening to and that has all this stuff going on like yoga and cacti palm drone photography and all kinds of stuff then uh, you should go and check out toriblackman.com where I provide you all the deets about who I am what I like I've got a whole section on my favorite movies my favorite songs why I like them plus some awesome blog posts not to mention I've also recorded a few of the mantras and affirmations that we go over in this podcast and I have them for sale on my website. There's a whole little store over there. So go check it out if you get a chance. That's how we keep this uh, podcast free for you guys. And that's how you can support the show. ToriBlackman.com In our life, like, we all wear masks. We're all actors. Yeah. Um, we talked about earlier, like, um, like RuPaul says, we're all born naked and we're yes. so drag. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that quote when yes. he said it. And anyway. it's all about the costumes we wear. I mean, we create who we are from like the day we're born. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it goes back to like childhood. Um, I mean, things like our parents say to us like shape who we are, mm-hmm. um, whether that's positive or negative. Um, and I think like as an actor, one of the things like you learn is 
yes, do all of this homework. You have to know your beats, objectives, mm-hmm. the actions you're playing, where you stand, what you say, but also when to throw that away. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that's I know point. I struggle with, um, like as a human, not as like an actor or a director. Um, I mm. I want to plan everything out. I want I look at my past. I'm like, okay, this is where I want to be. Or sometimes, like currently, I have no clue what my future holds. I don't know where it's going. I'm on a journey. Um, Miley Cyrus says it's the climb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, shout out. Yes, yeah, shout out to Miley. I love that song. Um, or Hannah Montana, whatever it is. I don't know. No, but yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's about. I'm currently on that journey, so it's kind of finding what it is that like drives us, but being able to like say yes, all these things make me who I am, but knowing when to throw that away and and honor those things, but to move forward knowing them. Yeah. Because so sometimes you watch an actor who's done all the homework and you see the homework on stage. Right. Yeah. And that's so I don't want to say miserable to watch, but that's miserable to watch because yeah. you're watching them like think and try and like I mean yeah. At a certain point, you have to get to know yourself and become a emotionally intelligent enough to say okay here I am like um, send me mm-hmm. you know asking the universe to say send me where I need to go or like I, me, I'm here I'm know? president use me yeah that's what I've kind of been recently hearing from the universe I feel like is like okay like like if you're not I think you said this earlier if you're not fully there then it's or no we were talking about how if you don't show up and if you're not fully there it's a disservice for everyone because you're not like living your full potential or yeah. I think I said it in a, li- a little bit of a different way earlier but yeah 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 and it's kind of like you know it, I think what creatively fulfills me the most is the unexpected moments yes um, the, the surprises things, yeah the surprises and like I said I'm a very hesitant person I like to have every, all my ducks in a row before I make a decision which it might be one of my weaknesses but I, I recently directed a uh, it was a benefit concert performance called mm-hmm. Ben Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, it was for it was raising money for um, two LGBT um, support groups in Mobile, yeah. Rainbow Mobile Prism United. Um, and it's Ben Broadway. Ben so Broadway. So it's gender swapped um, musical theater songs. Okay. Um, so just swapping the gender. Um, I mean, because gender is fluid. Yeah social construct um that's theater it's yeah like that too, so. and it's just you know playing um with sexuality and saying it was mainly my take on it was about being visible um oh, i like that um and just being not saying like we're better or we're just saying here we are like we said like here we are um and just in a in the south um it's it's hard to be a gay person um or part of that community so just having a night where we say here we are and we're going to celebrate who we are no matter no matter what so we have the space yeah Yeah. just saying i mean everybody's been through hardships regardless of sexuality religion you know race whatever everybody's been through hardships but to say because of those hardships i am who i am and moving forward with that Mm -hmm. um and we did a song from uh, the movie The Greatest Showman called This Is Me, which literally is about that. Yeah. Um, they say, I've learned to be a stranger. Um, oh, I'm not a stranger to the dark. Hide away, they say, because we don't want your broken parts. I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars. Ashamed of all my scars, yeah. I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars. Um, and they <laughs> run away, they say, we don't want your broken parts. But the song goes on to say look out because here I come yeah this is me right and celebrating that so I think it was a final dress rehearsal um 
getting back to what made me creatively fulfilled. Yeah, no. It was a final dress rehearsal. So a final dress rehearsal for people who don't like know theaters. The night before the show, um, everything's pretty much... It's one thing to be on stage in general, and then another to be on stage switching the roles, switching the costumes, and being present as yourself, like as your true self, even though you've got the costumes and stuff, you're standing up and taking on who you are. Yeah, and with like all the elements in place, yeah. you know, okay. show ready, just without an audience. Vulnerable. Yeah, being completely vulnerable. Um, and they had done that song, and it was very lackluster. It was very, there was not a lot of energy to it. It was not very entertaining. Um, and I couldn't figure out why. Um, and I just went up and talked to them and I said and I said exactly what we just talked about I said this is what this song is about mm. and we should be, we're here to celebrate that and we're here to like be in the moment I, it was a very moving <laughs> speech, speech yeah. um, literally brought me to tears um, I don't really know the extent up to what I said but it was a beautiful moment and I was like let's just do it again yeah. um, I said this is why we're here this is what we're celebrating there's joy in that. We need to like share that joy. Put be your proud heart. of who you are and just like play, be in the moment. Yeah. Um, and they did it again, and I literally was like sobbing in the back of the house. Oh. It was just so wonderful to see like, oh wow, like they get it, I get it. Like this is what it's about. Yeah. It's about telling that story and sharing that experience. I mean, yeah, it was a night of like silly song and like fun and laughter. Um, which is medicine. That's what which I heard is earlier. Medicine. Yes, laughter is so important um, and play is so yeah. important and it was just for such a good cause like we raised so much money that night and I think that's what artistically like recently has been something that fulfilled me the most it's just like and because that was my first time really like directing like a full show did you and, feel seen oh yes even if you weren't on stage you were directing you said it was your first oh, yeah. time it was my first time directing I felt I really didn't wasn't doing it for recognition at all I think my no, yeah, I didn't even write like director's notes or anything like that but I felt it was, it was like looking in a mirror. I was like, oh, I put this show together. Yes. Like, I picked all these songs. I placed them together. I, you know, did all this work. And I, like, I saw myself on that stage. And I was like... Well, because you did put yourself in it. So oh, I yeah. Oh, yes. Um, and, you know, as, like, a, a gay man in the South, I've, like, hid myself for so long. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it, I'm still coming to terms with it, you know? Um so like finding that and being able to have an act where I celebrate that openly yeah and lead other people to that it's so wonderful I, so wonderful I mean even someone who got, went through theater and I feel like you know I'm around all kinds of people or have been all you know I mean and I'm still learning and, and being in theater in the south has its own reservedness too like I feel like even that's not the extent of it so it's a little reserved yeah like other places I mean there's not much theater in the south but I can only imagine that a night like that anywhere, but especially in the South, brought so much color and joy and laughter and smiles, even if it, even in the cases that it didn't reach the people that like are completely opposite of that Oh no, crowd. because everybody there was already supportive. Yes, exactly. So that's, that's why what I'm it, saying. It, it couldn't be a night to change minds, but, but to say, just to celebrate. But, and then that changes the world in itself because those people leave and they're radiating so even so they've now enabled or uh, embodied a space where they 
were free and were able to feel seen and express themselves and stuff like that. So the second they leave that space, they're already already going to bring something else back out into the world. Does that make sense? Because oh, they've totally. been kind of like a, a bell that you ding, I feel like. It's like even when the sound's gone, it's still resonating with you, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, that's a good example. No, no, totally. I mean, the Beatles say all you need is love. And yes. I think that that's what, I mean, no matter what show like I do, like I try to find that love I mean because I mean working with anybody things can become dark and negative even like for like a happy show like yeah. that um, so just fostering like love in any way possible I think that really can radiate through a performance can touch an audience and when people feel that love they take that with them you know do, yeah. it touches people and I think any chance you can get to like add more love to the world the better yeah I mean because like the world's like a scary place and the more love we can radiate, the more focus everybody in this world can put towards that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it makes such a difference. It does, you're right. We're all connected to it. And I think hope is something that we need to cherish. Mm. Amen to that. Amen. Well, that is a great, great uh, message to, to leave leave our listeners with yes. <laughs> thank you so much Blake for coming on thank and you for me. if anyone is curious on finding out more about you or connecting with you in any way where can they find you yeah I'm Instagram Blake Waters I'm on Facebook also okay. Blake Waters Blake Waters is in like waters like H2O is H2O that what it is yes, yeah. wow like wow. a river like an awesome element <laughs> my favorite okay cool well thank you so much for uh, tuning in and um, you can find Blake on Instagram or Facebook Blake Waters Blake Waters that's it thank you so so much and I will catch y'all later. Bye guys. Bye. Blake, it was so much fun talking with you. I am so appreciative that you were brave enough to help me by being the first guest on the podcast. Hearing your input on the creative journey is one I feel like this audience will understand. Remember, y'all, it's all about welcoming the process and the journey. Get to know yourself and you will see that life directs you where you need to go. But it's up to us to put our hearts into the performance. Find a meaning and a purpose or a verb and then jump all the way in. A couple recommended resources that I've been benefiting from recently are The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron and Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. I'm currently working my way through The Artist's Journey. It's a weekly program and I'm only in week five, but the results have been remarkably notable. This summer, I finished Big Magic, and holy moly, that book changed my world. It gave me so much creative lingo and tools to better understand my inner creative genius. I got them both for like 30 bucks at Books A Million, but you can find them online or at the library. I'm pretty sure they're anywhere. They don't go together, but they kind of complement one another, and you don't have to read them, but if you do and you want to talk about them, DM me on Instagram at Once Upon a Tory because I am uber eager to discuss both of those books. And I'd be open to any other books you'd recommend, so reach out. For me, yoga is a key ingredient to rocking a real and fulfilled lifestyle. It's always on my daily to-do list, and even when I am slammed with stress, I make time to do a few stretches. However, Yoga can seem very intimidating if you've never done it before, or even if you have taken long breaks in between practices. Well, I'm here to reassure you, it doesn't have to be. I've put together a few of the simplest of yoga poses, which also happen to be my favorite. It should not surprise me that the simple poses are the ones that I enjoy most. Anyway, 
All you have to do in order to get access to this complimentary yoga video is go review the show on Apple Podcast. Then email a screenshot of your review to me at Tori at ToriBlackman.com. Okay, okay, if you don't have an iPhone, there is another way to get access to the link. Screenshot a picture of you listening to the show and tag at Contagious Victories and at Once Upon a Underscore Tori on Instagram. After you do either of those, I will send you a link to the private YouTube video. Sharing the show helps to keep it free for you to download, so please help me get the word out. I feel in my heart producing this show from scratch by myself and uploading it to the internet is aligned with my God-given purpose here on earth. I am so blessed and so grateful to be able to share my own beliefs and my thoughts with you. So when you share it, it lets me know that it resonated with you, and it also passes the positive light onto others in our lives. I believe in this message, and I want creative victories and positivity to continue to bring hope to the world. Thank you again, Blake Waters, for being the first guest on the show, and Tisa for sharing your meaningful story. You both are appreciated, loved, and seen. If you are feeling low and need more creative fuel, you may find it on toryblackman.com blog or in the Contagious Victories community on Facebook. Meet me over there. Sharing is caring. Text one friend that you know that would love this episode and convince them to listen to the show. We'll chat again soon. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Contagious Victories podcast. If the show inspired you to share your own victory story, deserves to hear it. Submit it to me online at toryblackman.com. Review and subscribe if that feels right. Telling a friend about the show helps Contagious Victories to grow. Plus, we all appreciate a little sunshine. I'm Tori B. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you soon.